0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Week 7 review episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by MyBookie. You know, yesterday may not have gone the way that we would have liked Bear fans, but uh, if you're a Patriots fan and you bet on your team, I hope you went to MyBookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you are betting with, and that's why I always tell everyone to go uh, to my bookie. They are your best bet. They've been a business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is so easy to use, and that's why I'm urging you to make your way over to my bookie. You win, and they pay. They have the in-game live betting over-unders on fantasy points, and uh, hopefully you had the uh, Patriots Defense slash special teams unit yesterday, and the most report uh, most rewarding player perks in the business. And uh, my bookie has an offer that they want everyone to take advantage of. If you're willing to make a deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits over $100, and they will match your deposit up to $1,000, dollar for dollar. So remember the promo code Bears25 to activate the offer. And go to my bookie. That's my bookie. M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code Bears twenty five when creating your account to claim up to thousand dollars in free play. So it's up to you guys. Go to my bookie. You play. You win. You get paid. This week, on the Bears talk underground. Due to a disappointing showing after the bye last week down in Miami, the Bears had the task of bouncing back and the even bigger task of having to do it against the New England Patriots in front of the home crowd at Soldier Field on Sunday. How did the Bears answer for last week's uneven performance, and was it the answer Bear fans were looking for? All of this plus Bear Up and Bear Down on the Week 7 Review episode of The Bears Talk Underground. So week number seven turned out to be an unlucky one for our beloved. As we come up short against the New England Patriots, we lose our second straight. We are 0-2 in the second quarter of the season and 0-2 against the AFC East. Did I get it all in? What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back for the week seven review episode of the Bears Talk Underground. And uh, yesterday did not go our way. That funny feeling I had in my gut must have been indigestion or something because uh, my funny feeling did not come to fruition. So, and it was, uh, you know, I, I mentioned in the open, you know, how did the Bears bounce back from their uneven performance in Miami? Well, we backed it up with an uneven performance against the New England Patriots. I mean, it just we just couldn't, you know, th- there was no real consistency with the with either side of the football, and then we got the special teams involved so for the second week in a row all three facets of the of the football team kind of let us down at one point or another throughout the football game you had you had mitch who statistically didn't have a a, a very bad game but uh you have to sit down and watch the tape to see that um this was one of his worst performances as a rook as a professional um we, we couldn't run the ball on a consistent basis but don't look at the stat sheet because the 81 or 82 yards that Mitch had would would have you believe the New England Patriots gave up over 130 yards on the ground uh, yesterday. Um, You know, if you look at the stat sheet, you wonder how we lost. We, we had, uh, we had more first downs. We had, uh, we were pretty even on time of possession. We had fewer turnovers. uh, We had more yards on offense and uh, you know, it just, we had better third down conversion percentage and somehow we lost the game. And it's real simple. Um, the easiest answer would be special teams. We gave up the 95-yard kickoff return to Cordero Patterson and then the uh, block punt in the, uh, in the second half that uh, the Patriots ran back uh, for a touchdown. That's 14 points that the special teams unit uh, gave up or that our special teams units uh, gave up. Two different uh, teams did that uh, yesterday and there's the difference in your ball game you erase those 14 points the bears were the seven point victors not the patriots on sunday so i mean it's um one of those things where you know when you when you play a team like new england you can't make mistakes or in this case you can't make a lot of them because the bears made a ton of mistakes uh the bears made plenty of mistakes yesterday uh but they just made uh let's just say f- and you know to be on the uh on the safe side, let's say we made two too many yesterday, and those would be the special teams uh, mistakes. Mitch got away with a couple of interceptions yesterday, including a couple that were dropped by the Patriots. He threw two interceptions yesterday. He really should have had about four, and um, you know it, it just um, the it was a, a mixture of of game plan and uh, just missing the opportunities when they were there. You know, once again. Uh, Mitch uh, missed a couple of wide open receivers you know the Bears seem to really love that play where we send Anthony Miller down the seam down the middle of the field and I'll be damned if he wasn't open for it yesterday but Mitch put too much on it and uh, you know unfortunately uh, Anthony Miller doesn't have fingers that are 14 inches long so his hand wasn't quite big enough to, to reach the football it just touched him in the fingertips as it sailed over his head uh, in the back of the end zone uh, yesterday, and that wasn't the only throw like that. In fact, one of the interceptions that Mitch threw, granted, actually both of the interceptions that he threw yesterday were actually really, really good defensive plays uh, by the Patriot DBs. The first one was was a toss to was a toss to Josh Bellamy, and in, in by all rights, it was actually a really good throw uh, on Mitch Trubisky's part. I mean, he lasered that ball in there uh, to Josh Bellamy but it um i don't i don't want to say that i mean, it i don't know if it bounced off of bellamy or if the if the db just went in there and just ripped it out of bellamy's hands cuz he came down with the ball when when bellamy and the defender went to the ground the defender had the football in his right arm and um the second one was a combination the second one was was definitely Mitch Trubisky's fault and the guy had the guy made a decent play at the same time because um Again, we've got Miller wide open on a on a somewhat of a, a post corner, post corner route. If if Trubisky puts the right amount of mustard on it, gets it over the DB's head, it goes right into Miller's hands. He probably walks into the end zone standing. But instead, he didn't put enough on it. He underthrew the ball, and the DB still had to jump up and make a good one-handed catch to come down uh, with the throw. So I mean, both interceptions were really good defensive plays. Um, the first one I say is a is all one hundred is a one hundred percent good defensive play because uh, from my perspective, the way that I saw it, he went in there and he stole the ball away from Bellamy. Just kind of ripped it out of his hands because the ball was perfectly thrown as far as what Mitch was trying to do, and he was trying to make it so as Bellamy was the only guy that could get that could get it. He threw it down, you know, tw- towards the ground. Bellamy had to go down and get it, and the guy just kind of ripped it out of Bellamy's hands. Uh, The second one was a combination good play slash bad throw. And uh, Mitch... This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, you need indeed just really gotta gotta improve upon that man that's happened too many times this year you can only use the young quarterback who's learning the system or learning the game or you know playing at the nfl level that that excuse only works for so long man i mean i know we're only what six games into your second season but you know when the same thing keeps happening over and over again it doesn't look like progress it doesn't look like you're learning it doesn't look like you're improving so i mean that's what was disappointing uh about the game uh yesterday so watching those things happen and um you know again you know getting after the the patriots you know getting some early breaks on the patriots taking advantage of those breaks only to watch our own mistakes undo our advantages so i mean as you hear in these uh and the knee-jerk reactions the first quarter didn't – Did you know, the first quarter was okay. You know, we, 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 we had a field goal lead after one, and the second quarter was exciting, but it didn't go our way. And then the third quarter, the fourth quarter, so on and so forth. So, I mean, it was, um, it was an up-and-down game. And, and the funny thing is, here's the silver lining, kids. All the mistakes that were made yesterday, the two special teams errors uh, and everything in between, you know, Mitch's poor day, the defense once again. I mean, I think we actually we got a couple of sacks this time, but Khalil Mack, Leonard Floyd, complete non-factors in it. In fact, they were in dropping in coverage a hell of a lot more than they were actually rushing the quarterback. Couldn't quite wrap my mind around that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, I mean, everything that didn't work yesterday and still, we were literally about a foot or so of, of uh, you know, Kevin White making a miracle play. He made an amazing catch on the hail mary and just couldn't get the ball across the goal line. We were that close to sending this thing to overtime and having a chance to win it in overtime. Or hell, maybe 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 Nagy uh, nuts up and he says, you know, let's let's go for it. Let's try to win this game. I don't want to give Tom Brady the chance to beat me in overtime, so let's go for it and we either win or we lose. Um, we were that close to sending this thing into overtime or actually going for two to to try to win. Uh, the damn thing so as, as, as upset as I am and disappointed as I am with the team losing and coming up short um, you know it a lot more it's like all credit you know to the Patriots because they are that kind of team you know they will take advantage of every mistake that you make and we just made too many mistakes yesterday and when you play the Patriots you can't do that if if we if we don't make one of those mistakes yesterday it's a different football game we might be having a different conversation Uh, right now so but from the beginning it, it was competitive we hung with them and we battled back and on the last play of the game you know we almost shocked the world so I mean it was uh it was a roller coaster ride it was difficult to watch at times but it was exciting and I got my wish if we had to lose to the Patriots I wanted to at least be in it I wanted it to be exciting and it was yeah. Knee-jerk reaction, the first quarter of the Bears and the Patriots, and it it didn't start well, and it kind of didn't end well on the last play there, but in between, the Bears seem to take control of the game, with the opening drive for the Patriots just looked like more of the same against Miami with New England doing whatever they want their first I think three or four plays were for 10-plus yards and first downs, finished off with the Bears missing three tackles on a Julian Edelman touchdown. Uh, catch. Um, we come right down and we get a field goal off of the first drive and then the fireworks. Nick Kwiatkowski on the kickoff knocks the ball out of Cordero Patterson's hands directly into the arms like pops right up in the air into the hands DeAndre Houston Carson uh, a few plays later. Mitch Trubisky uh, scrambling all over the field literally from one end to the other on an 8-yard touchdown run. Puts the Bears up 10-7 to 7, and that's where we sit right now last play of the first quarter uh the Patriots got a big uh pass play to uh, Josh Gordon to get them out of uh to get them deep out of the deepness of their own territory so they're near midfield right now it's 10-7 the Bears are ahead we'll see if we can't uh continue to um hang on to this and, and bottle up the uh the Patriots like we did on that second drive there so kind of a 50 50 first quarter we'll see how the rest of it goes you got a real funny feeling after watching that first drive from new england i mean i just go back to to what i was talking about in the preview episode was that you know what you want to get off to a fast start against uh new england and and that's more so to get the crowd uh involved the crowd's going to be hyped up because you know we're trying to we're trying to make a name for ourselves, and what better way than to do it against the New England Patriots a Tom Brady in town? Uh, you know, you come out there, and, then you know, let this defense looking to redeem itself after the performance it gave last week in Miami uh, and everything. And then the first drive, Brady and company get the football. And I do think it was about the first four plays, if not at least the first three, were for 10-plus yards. I think the first play was 18. The second one was 13. The third one was 16. But, you know, just like that, three plays, three first downs, or maybe it was even four plays and four first downs. But the way that they just rammed it down the Bears' throats and just walked right into the end zone, automatically you get a feeling. You start having flashbacks of the last handful of games we played against New England where they just made it look pitifully easy, like they could see us coming from a mile away, and then we were just going to be chasing them from behind the entire football game. And then when we got on offense – First of all, it was frustrating to watch because Mitch was was not throwing the ball well. Uh, Nagy, God bless him, keeps coming to Mitch's defense and saying that, um, you know, going back, he's like, I'll see a lot of things on film that, that you guys won't see or that we won't notice or know what to look for and, and stuff. There's a lot more going on than, than we know about, you know, uh, pre-snap, you know, checks, audibles, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, Matt, obviously Nagy knows what he's looking for, so that's a legitimate thing that he can claim. However, to the naked eye, to the layman just sitting there and watching it, you know, Mitch was off target or he was making throws he shouldn't have been making and, uh, and all the rest of that kind of stuff. But we somehow managed to get the football down the field and put 10 points on the board with Mitch being the most exciting aspect of the offense with that running touchdown uh, my favorite part of which was um, Cody Whitehair shot putting one of the defensive backs into the first row of the stands. You know, when when he he I mean he turns around and gives uh, gives uh, Mitch the the come hither you know like follow me uh, gesture, running up the field and find I think it was like number twenty one or something. It just launched him into the back of the end zone as Mitch goes into the end zone untouched as he scrambled his way. I think they said he he covered like seventy yards to make an eight yard touchdown run. On on that one, and that's what put the Bears up ten to seven. And you're thinking, okay, the crowd's into this. We've got some momentum. You know, we shut Brady down on that last drive. Maybe we're onto something here. And then the Patriots get the ball back, and immediately they launch the ball down the field. And next thing you know, they're in Bear territory. And here we go again. You know, instead, when the second quarter got started, it was all Bears. I mean, Bilal Nichols, gotta love that kid, man. He is playing fantastic. Uh, football makes a tackle gets a fumble recovery takes sony michelle out for the game uh and everything severely limiting you know what you would think they'd be able to do uh in the ground game and the bears took advantage and and they went up 17 to 7 and then that's where things started to go sideways and the first of the bears really big mistakes happened just after that Knee-jerk reaction: The Bears and the Patriots in the second quarter, and it was a wild one. Um, basically, after the Bears spotted New England a seven-nothing lead, they went 17 straight points based on two New England turnovers. First, the uh, the one in the first quarter, the Cordarrelle quarter Patterson fumble, the Bears turned into a touchdown. Then uh, a uh, fumble from Sony Michelle uh, from. Uh, Bilal Nichols making the tackle and the fumble recovery. The Bears take it in from there on a Jordan Howard run, thanks to about a million different chances from the Patriots with penalties giving the Bears more and more opportunities, almost like the Bears were refusing to score. But New England kept giving us chances to do so, and we finally did. And after taking a 17-7 lead, the Bears make a critical mistake on special teams. Cordero Patterson takes it back 95 yards for a touchdown to narrow the gap 17 to 14 after the Bears. Trubisky has been awful, absolutely awful in this first half. I think he's like 5 of 17 or something like that. It is pitiful. A lot of bad decisions, balls sailing over receivers' heads. He's terrible again. Hopefully we get second-half, Mitch, that we got against Miami when he was bad against the Dolphins in the first half and then awesome in the second. Number one, that needs to stop being a pattern. And number two, hopefully that does happen. But, um, you know, the Patriots took the lead because uh, Trubisky's been terrible today, 21-17, to 17, and that's where we sit right now. We do start the second half with the football, and this game will be won right now. In halftime, second-half adjustments, what can the Bears figure out and fix what they've been doing wrong in the first half, and hopefully they come out on top. <laughs> that Corderell-Patterson return, that really was a killer uh, for the Bears I mean like I said we we just finished scoring 17 unanswered we 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 got the Patriots to, to to turn the football over to make some mistakes they are not characteristic of making and we took advantage of them we put both of those mistakes in the end zone you know two touchdowns off of those uh, off of those turnovers and you know we're up 17 to 7 we've got a two score lead on the New England Patriots who've won four straight just beat the the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night football, and we're taking them to the woodshed. You know, we we took their running back out. We got the football. We took it on a short field, put it in the end zone, boom. We're up 17 to 7. Soldier Field is on, is on, is on fleek, you know, or whatever. And uh here come the Bears. And then just like that, 95 yards later, and it's a three-point ball game, and it's anybody's game all of a sudden. The Patriots are right back in it after we basically took the wind out of their sails by n- knocking out their running back, getting the turnover, putting it in the end Not a field goal, putting it in the end zone. We got 17 points uh, unanswered, and you're in our house kind of thing. And then just like that, the Patriots are back in this thing. They've got a fighting chance. Uh, once again, they took the momentum back on one play. And what was really bad about it is, A, I mean, granted, Cordwell Patterson is one of the best kick returners in football, no doubt. Everywhere he's been—Minnesota, uh, Oakland, New England—he's done this. He did it to us when he was in Minnesota, for Pete's sake. But you know, all the credit goes to him. But he only had to make one guy miss in the whole on the whole thing, and and I know that, that we as Bear fans have been were horribly spoiled for many many years with devin hester as our returner and all he ever did at times was make one guy miss but you know the bears set themselves up for disaster on that play and what happened was they for some reason decided to close off the near sideline you know the 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 kick went to the to the right-handed hash so they're on the far right side of the field That's where Patterson was going. So that's where almost everybody on the special teams unit went, the kickoff team uh, went. And, you know, the Patriots special team or the kickoff return team opened a gap, you know, a little seam right up the middle. And there was only one person standing in it. And it was Kevin Tolliver who missed the tackle. And then it was, then all Patterson had to do was outrun Cody Parkey, which did not prove to be a problem for him whatsoever it's like we we overloaded overloaded to that far right side near the sideline and you know (laughs) like i said all they had to do was make one guy miss he goes through that hole he makes one guy miss and boom he's off to the races and the next thing you know it's a three-point ball game and the patriots didn't really even have to earn it and um you know it it just it just kind of fell apart from there at least in the in the first in the first half uh, anyway, You know, the next drive, Brady and company get it back. They drive the ball back down the field and retake the lead 21-17 to in the half. And, um, you know, it was frustrating watching the defense get picked apart again. And what was even more frustrating is that they weren't necessarily doing what Miami did a week ago with Brock Osweiler, which is they made a concerted effort to get the ball out of Osweiler's hands as quickly as possible. They didn't want that offensive line having to block our pass rush for more than three seconds if they could help it. And Brady, on the other hand, was standing back there seemingly all day long. And our pass rush – I mean, our, our pass rushers, for starters, Floyd and Mack, spent a lot of time dropping into coverage, which is the last thing you want to see Floyd and Mac doing. I mean, I, especially a player as as – Khalil Mack is that's probably the the what he does the worst is dropping the coverage you know you want him getting after Tom Brady and the biggest problem that I had with Khalil Mack aside from his ineffectiveness was probably not even his fault which was where they were lining him up they had him lining up on the left tackle Trent Brown the entire game the entire game when we've watched Khalil Mack for the last five weeks line up over the right tackle and when when the the news hit the headlines on sunday it it looked like the bears were shoo-in for victory a tom brady's favorite weapon rob gronkowski did not make the trip to chicago he hurt his back in practice on friday and he wasn't going to play on sunday well that's great then this big bastard isn't going to dice us up all day and all night uh on sunday brady's going to have to find somebody else to throw the football to which he had no problem doing by the way also when you know you heard us talk about it with um with alex shane uh last week in the preview was the you know of all the the injuries to watch on the injured list the one that you really want to pay attention to is marcus cannon the right tackle because he was in concussion protocol he ha- was limited you know that kind of thing and uh he he if he doesn't play then uh, this kid waddle was going to be the uh was going to be the right tackle and that was the one thing that made him nervous was that guy having to line up across from Khalil Mack the entire football game. And for one reason or another, I don't think it ever happened throughout the entire game. Khalil Mack, who usually rushes over the right tackle, I don't think I saw him line up over the right tackle once. And that's the matchup that we wanted was we wanted the backup trying to stop the all-pro. We wanted the backup trying to get in front of the... um you know the the former defensive player of the year we wanted that matchup we never took advantage of it and that was the most frustrating part about watching the defense was that we didn't do anything that we should have been doing yesterday in my opinion you know and i i know i've watched brady play for many years now that if if you blitz him you know brady's good enough he will make you pay for it but the funny thing was the few times that we did blitz were the only times we got pressure on Brady and we're only the, t- the only times that we ever really sacked. We sacked him twice on Sunday and both times like Roquan Smith was in there but he opened the lanes up for uh, Bilal Nichols and things like that. I mean it was just whenever we, it seemed like whenever we blitz we had some kind of success and we only did it, we did it very rarely and it's it, it was just tough to watch man you know, you're sitting there scratching your head like what are we doing? Because we're, we're, we're rushing three and dropping eight in the coverage, and Brady is still picking us apart. How about we just go? I mean, I would much rather get smoked while we're blitzing than sit back there and with eight man in coverage and still have Brady with all the time in the world find ways to carve us up, which is exactly what he did. If, if Osweiler was sitting back in the pocket last week the way that Brady was yesterday... I'm sure that we would have managed to get after Brock Osweiler a bit more than we were able to uh, last Sunday. I mean, Brady had all day and forever to throw the football yesterday and, you know, Edelman and Hogan and uh, Josh Gordon were out there making plays and it just one after another, just, you know, one long play after another. And they were always wide open, which is what bothered me the most It's like we're 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 rushing three, maybe four at the most, so we're dropping seven into coverage just about every single play, and Brady keeps finding these wide-open spots in the zone and killing us every single time. Throw the goddamn kitchen sink at him. See if we can't make something happen. And like I said, I would much rather get smoked trying to make something happen on defense, going for the blitz, trying to get after Brady, than to sit there and just wait for him to pick us apart, which is exactly what he did. That's what was most frustrating uh, for me. So we move on to the third quarter, and there's light at the end of the tunnel because the Bears start off strong, but then other things start going sideways on us again. knee-jerk reaction the third quarter the bears and the patriots and the bears are doing it to themselves we take the opening drive down the field an amazing run from trubisky gets us down to the two-yard line uh we punch it in a few plays later to tie the to take the lead no to tie 21 what do we do No, we took the lead 24 to 21. Give a field goal to New England, so it's tied at 24. And then on the next bear drive. Uh, Pat O'Donnell, who for some reason needs six steps to kick the ball today, gets a punt blocked. The, 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 the Patriots came close to doing it a couple of times before today. They finally nailed it, picked it up, scooped it in, had a six-man convoy run it into the end zone to take a 31-24 lead. That's 14 special teams points the Patriots have right now. Otherwise, the Bears are, are winning this game. So it's uh, self-inflicted wounds so far today. We have the football right now, and as we start the fourth quarter, we'll be going away from the Sun, or actually... It, it will be going into the sun, but it won't be affecting the receivers who are, when they turn back to look, the sun won't be in their eyes anymore. When we turn back to look for the ball, we'll be able to actually see the ball now. Josh Bellamy lost what could have been a huge play uh, in the air when the sun got in his eyes while the ball was up in the up in the sky. So hopefully that will be a factor that affects New England going forward in the fourth quarter. But we're only down seven. We have the football. We are driving. We'll see how it goes from here. And the fourth quarter was 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 more of the same. The, uh, the Patriots kind of put their foot down. Um, they expanded their lead to 14, and then they played prevent defense and allowed Mitch to uh, run up his stats, uh, which had him finishing it with 333 yards, so his third straight 300-yard game. And, um, you know, it was fun to see the Bears um, uh, move it down the field. Trey Burton had an awesome game. He was fantastic. Uh, yesterday nine catches 126 yards and a touchdown which he scored the final points for the bears making it 38 31 with about three and a half minutes to go uh in the uh in the game but the bears couldn't stop the patriots in time we eventually did slow them down and get the football back but we only had about 22 seconds and no timeouts to try to get the football down uh the field and you know, you, you kind of wondered what the Bears were doing because they were doing these kind of like dink and dunk things, chipping away. at. The, I mean, we had one big play to Burton that got us, a, you know, a further, a, a lot closer to midfield. And, you know, he caught the ball with about 19 seconds and it took us 10 seconds to get to the line of scrimmage and spike the ball. And then two more plays to get us a little bit closer and then we go for the hail mary, and I'll be damned if it almost didn't work. Knee jerk reaction, the Bears and the Patriots. Oh, so close, and we lost 38 to 31. It was. Uh a game of of self-inflicted wounds. Really, the Patriots didn't do much of anything to beat the Bears that we didn't do to ourselves. Trubisky was horrible for most of the football game. If it wasn't throwing to Trey Burton, he was sailing it over your head or trying to force it to somebody who shouldn't be getting the football. Um... You know, uh, two turnovers by Trubisky, two interceptions uh, in the second half killed promising drives. A, a touch—what was going to be a, a touchdown pass to Anthony Miller was another sh- uh, underthrown ball intercepted by the Patriots that would have tied the game at 31 at one point. Um, basically, we we were terrible today, and we gave up the points on special teams that ended up making the the difference. But despite all that. Trubisky on the Hail Mary, we're down 38-31. Hail Mary down the field, Kevin White making only his second catch of the season. Catches it at the goal line, but gets swallowed up by the Patriot defenders and can't get it in, so we come up short and don't get to send it to overtime. So, we lost 38-31. We were supposed to lose, but we should have (laughs) won. It was those last two drives, the the Trey Burton touchdown drive that got us within a score, and the uh, the final drive there. I mean that pass to Kevin White was a 55 yard reception, 54 yard uh, reception. He got stopped just shot, got stopped just short uh, of the goal line. You heard me say at the knee jerk reaction, oh so close. They were showing the replay of uh, basically the goal line shot and and how close Kevin White was to to actually breaking the plane and sending this thing into overtime or. Maybe a two-point play. Nagy was being kind of coy with the, uh, with the media after the game. Like he didn't want to, he didn't want to say what he was thinking about doing there. He's like, I know what I was gonna do, or I think I know what I wanted to do, but I don't want to get into it. Why? I mean, the game's already over. What 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 competitive advantage would it give somebody else to hear you say that you would have gone for two to beat the Patriots? Where's where's that? It's, you know, who cares? Anyway. Um, but you know Kevin White, I mean I'm looking at the stats right now actually and um, you know it, it's it's littered with uh, you know trubisky was 26 of 50 yesterday. And uh, so I mean just a shade over 50%, I think 52 to be exact. Um, but Trey Burton was his favorite receiver yesterday, 11 targets for nine catches, 126 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Tariq Cohen eight catches 12 targets so four missed targets there uh, Anthony Miller only two catches on seven targets Allen Robinson one catch on five targets Josh Bellamy zero catches on four targets so I mean there's a ton of missed opportunities there and that throw to to Bellamy where the sun got in his eyes you know really had a good chance uh, of of being a big play for us but you know a bellamy lost it in the sun and and me and b mitch kind of just heaved it up there if the defender doesn't lose it in the sun he very well could have picked that one off and ran it back so um you know the stats uh you know would make you believe one kind of thing uh matt and nagy will have you believe another that mitch actually played a really good game according to nagy and what he knows based on all the little factors that you and i aren't privy to you know, the pre-snap reads and changes, the audibles, so on and so forth. He was pleased with Mitch's performance or so he was saying to the media today after having had a chance to sit down and watch the, uh, and watch the film. So, you know, I, I believe that our coach is not blowing smoke, but at the same time, as a fan sitting back, I don't think any Bear fan is pleased with what we saw out of Mitch yesterday for the majority of the football game. And, um, you know, it it just uh, it was so frustrating to watch yesterday, knowing that if if only for a couple of mistakes not going uh, not going against us, this could have been a victory for us. Two special teams plays and the Bears are usually or at least lately anyway, this season anyway, we've been very good on special teams, Um, you know, at least in the kicking game as far as the kickoffs and punts and stuff like that. You know, people don't get off big returns uh, against the uh, against the Bears. And then, <laughs> I mean, and, and when it happened, it was kind of a dagger, you know, in the heart kind of thing. We had this momentum, this 17-point, uh, you know, unanswered point swing that we had going on here, and boom, now it's a three-point ball game, and the Patriots are right back in it and just sucked the air right out of Soldier Field for the rest of the first half. So, um, you know, it's it's frustrating to watch. You hate to keep saying things like, "If not for a handful of plays, we could be six and zero right now." If Kyle Fuller makes an interception against Rodgers, we're we're one and zero. If Parky m- makes that field goal in overtime, boom, we're five and zero at that point. And then you know, if the Bears don't botch this thing on special teams, we could be standing at six and zero right now. But shoulda, coulda, woulda, uh, you know, if. Uh, if Arizona makes a couple of plays, maybe we don't win out there and we're two and four instead of three and three, that kind of thing. So, you know, it uh, you can play the what if game or should have, could have, woulda all day long, you know, and you'll drive yourself crazy thinking like that over and over again. Uh, as much truth as there may be in it, you know, the Bears very could have could have very easily been a five and zero team going into that Patriot game yesterday, but we weren't. And um, after we played yes after the way we played yesterday, I wouldn't say that that I don't I don't think New England deserved to win any more than we did yesterday but if you had to vote I would have voted on New England being the team that deserved to uh, win they, they didn't make the major mistakes that the Bears made or at least they didn't make them in the critical positions that the Bears did you know there was something very different about the the turnovers that went against New England and the the mistakes that went against the Bears uh, yesterday there was just something different about them and how they affected the outcome uh, of the game so it was frustrating uh to watch to to know that um you know w- this was a game where we couldn't make a lot of mistakes and uh even though we did make a lot of mistakes we made a few too many you know if we if we cut down on the mistakes we're a better football team we're in a better standing we we win more games uh, up to this point but um you know as i was saying before it's still encouraging to know that we made the mistakes that we did um, and and we still had a chance at the end. you know usually in the past, when the Bears rattle off the mistakes the way that they did yesterday in the frequency in which they did at times, those are games that are that have laughable outcomes. you know those are the ones where we do lose 51 to 14 or whatever it was the last time we played New England. You know, that's, those are the ones where we have those laughable outcomes. You don't even want to watch the highlights. I mean, there were times for those of you who remember the 2014 season, which is the last time that we played new England, there were, there were, there were, there were review episodes that were just, it was the knee jerk reactions and that's it because I couldn't make myself do uh, a review show. I mean, we had those back to back 50 point losses to green Bay and new England. I think I went on a streak for a couple of weeks there where I didn't actually do a review show just because I was it was embarrassing. I mean, who the hell wants to talk about that? You know, it's like who wants to sit and talk about how we lost 55 to 14, gave up six touchdown passes to Aaron Rodgers in one half, and then the following week we go out and we were I think we we're down like 30 to 3 or something at halftime to the to the Patriots. It's like we don't even belong in the same league with these teams. That you know, our football team is falling apart and people were looking forward to this season. It's ridiculous and you know this time around it's a much more interesting team it's uh, you know we're 3 and 3 we're it's, it's it's exciting and it's it's um you know if you want to be a glass half full kind of person you know it's encouraging that we could still survive and, and still have a chance to win you know we're good enough to hang with these guys you know and god forbid we don't make it we 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 don't make a couple of mistakes yesterday or if you erase those special teams plays, we probably win yesterday. And that's how close it is. And that's how close we are. And that's what's encouraging. The discouraging thing is that I don't think we're going to be able to benefit from it until next season. But, you know, I've been saying that all along. Obviously, we want to win now. I don't want to watch the Bears struggle through another season. Um, but um, I, I, I do like where the where this is going. I do still think the arrow is pointing up we got two very winnable games coming up now with the Jets next Sunday and then the Bills after that. Then we really got a man up because we got three straight division games in a very short period of time. We got Detroit, Minnesota, Detroit inside of 11 days because we're playing Detroit one Sunday, the Vikings the next Sunday, and then Detroit on Thanksgiving right after that. So... It's critical that we're five and three after the when the first uh, the when when this little second quarter against the AFC East ends. We need to have a, a five hundred split with that division by beating the Jets and the Bills these next two weeks, and then we head into division play where things get really interesting for the Bears. So, um, I'm I'm I choose to be glass half full. I, I think the defense can bounce back, and um you know I think we can right the ship. We, we may not get to where we want to go this season, but I think we're headed in the right direction. I really do honestly uh, believe that. So take that for what you will. So that's going to do it for the week seven review. What do you say we wrap this thing up with everybody's favorite segment? Bear up, bear down. MyBookie is the where, Bears 25 is the what, and $25 in free play for deposits over $100 is the why if you make that deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern. And also, an additional why, they match your deposits dollar for dollar up to $1,000. So go to MyBookie, give them the, bar, the promo code Bears25 for your free $25, and they match your deposit dollar for dollar for some of the best online betting in the industry i mean and it's not just football we got basketball now the world series kicks off tomorrow uh you got the nhl uh going on as well college football you name it my bookie has it so going over to my bookie m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e and join the promo And join with the promo code bears 25 and take advantage of that 25 dollars if you make your deposit after 7 p.m eastern my bookie you play you win you get paid and now we move on to our um bear up and bear down and uh should be rather easy here and um we'll go we'll, we'll go back and forth how about we flip-flop this time instead of doing all the bear up and all the bear downs and so on let's start off bear up to trey burton nine catches 126 yards and a touchdown his best performance yet i think those i think i heard that uh or i read i should say that was the the most catches and most yards he's ever had in a football game so outstanding he was definitely not only was he Mitch's favorite target but his best target uh yesterday uh bear down Mitch Trubisky I mean the stats would have you believe one thing 333 yards two touchdowns but the two interceptions and you know the fact that you were one completion better than missing on half of your attempts yesterday and some of those throws were you know like I said sailing over their heads um, you tried to force a throw into Bradley soul of all people in the corner of the end zone yesterday that was nearly picked off by a butterfingered linebacker or, uh, that one goes sideways on you. So yeah, just aside from the fact he was outstanding, like overall, it was not a bad game for Mitch, you know, with, with what he did, uh, you know, with, you know, the stats that he did put together and his amazing work on his feet, you would have to give him maybe like a C plus grade on the game, maybe just a, a, a solid C. I would say, you know. But if 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 not for his his running, that would definitely be somewhere in the D to D minus area. If we're going strictly as a passer, it was bad. It was not a good day, whatsoever. I don't give a damn what Nagy says or what he sees on film that you and I don't see or aren't privy to. It didn't look good, you know. As a fan, Trubisky did not have a good day yesterday. Plain and simple. That's just all there is to it. So, um, But, uh, you know, hopefully we can get it together. I mean, uh, we'll see how he handled the Jets. The Jets are supposed to be pretty good on defense from what I understand. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, Bear up, Bilal Nichols. You know, uh, for those of you who heard the crossover episode with myself and and Lauren, I was on Locked on Bears a couple of weeks ago. He did his first quarter uh, awards. And uh, my rookie of the year up to this point, uh, you know, after the Tampa Bay game was Bilal Nichols. He's, um, you know, been on the field, and, he you know, when he's been on the field, he's been an impact player. You, you, he's making plays. uh You know, it's like we were, th- you know, Lauren was like, well, we're probably going to go with Roquan Smith on this, right? It's like, not me. I'm going with Bilal Nichols. He's more of the impact player than Roquan Smith has been uh, up to this point. It's like, I have no doubt that Roquan will be that guy someday. But up to this point, Bilal Nichols, he's the guy that's making plays and making himself known for sure. And as a matter of fact, I think he should be starting, you know, ahead of Bullard and Roy Robertson-Harris instead of rotating. And he's starting to get more plays than those guys are. But it's Bullard or Robinson-Harris that gets the start along with Goldman and Hicks, and I think it should be Nichols. So hopefully yesterday's performance will, will, will help push that in the right direction and that he's out there for the majority, and Bullard and, and Robinson-Harris are, are giving him a – a breather and uh going in for a play or two and then Bilal gets back out there and uh i hope that's where it's headed uh bear down to vic fangio um look man i know that brady is one of the greatest ever or at least that's what people keep saying and um you know he's he doesn't get that by accident he is an outstanding quarterback and you know he's a smart player and he can see see defenses blitzing. He does know where to go with the football to make you pay for that. But, dude, sitting back in coverage and, and letting him have all day to throw the football, you know, when you're putting your best pass rushers into coverage along, you know, I mean, God bless uh, Akeem Hicks and Goldman and, and Bilal Nichols and uh, Robertson Harris, they're decent pass rushers, but they're not, they're not Khalil Mack. They're not Leonard Floyd. That's what we got those guys on the team to do. We got them to rush the passer. And we just flat out didn't do that enough. And we, we it it there was no, you know, kind of screw it mentality from Fangio. It's like, how long do you, how long were you gonna sit there and let him pick us apart before you're like, you know what? Hell with it. I would much rather have him hit us with a big play if you know and, and and get burned on the blitz then sit there and wait for him to pick us apart like that that's what was making me nuts and lining up khalil Mack over the left tackle instead of pushing him over to the right the guy that's playing as you know the backup that was coming in uh for the uh for the concussed marcus cannon you know when i saw that cannon wasn't playing i was like great khalil Mack, you should not have a great chance to bounce back against this guy this backup and and everything send the house with Khalil Mack over there and it never happened I never signed him I never saw him line up on that side the whole the whole time I'm sitting there watching like Mack is on the wrong side he is on the wrong side now I don't know how much of that how much of his ankle had to do with it and and maybe they had him on the right side because um you know or that would be the left tackle so the defensive right side uh because um you know, A, they wanted him on Brady's blind side, or, um, you know, the right ankle is the healthy one, and that's the one you'd be pushing off of if you're coming from the right side or something like that. I don't know how much his injury ca- came into play with that. But if we're thinking about pure matchups, you want Khalil Mack going up against Trent Brown. I think you got it backwards. You want Khalil Mack going against the backup, the guy that's not good enough to be starting but was forced into duty on Sunday. That's the one you want Khalil Mack going up against. You know, let Leonard Floyd deal with Trent Brown uh and, and what have you. I didn't I didn't like it at all. I did not like it at all. It's like I I got de facto bear downs to to Khalil Mack and 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 Leonard Floyd for being grossly ineffective in and out of coverage yesterday, whether it be in you know with pass rushing or in coverage. Leonard Floyd got burned for a touchdown yesterday in pass coverage on James White, something he should not be doing, by the way. But you know, they were ineffective once again. And, you know, we looked inept on defense and they're just sitting back waiting for Brady to put, pick us apart. We're only sending three guys, maybe four at the most. And, you know, what was even more frustrating were the few times that we did blitz him, we did actually get him under pressure. We did make him, you know, force some mistakes uh, and, and, you know, get some sacks on him. We just didn't do it enough. We should have been far more aggressive on defense than we were yesterday. We should have been way more aggressive and I didn't I didn't agree with Vic Fangio's plan at all. You know, I would much rather like I said, as silly as it sounds, I I, I would much rather get smoked on a on, on the Bears, getting caught with their pants down while they're blitzing and and Brady finding the hot receiver or something like that than to sit there and just wait for him to find Julian Edelman wide open because Julian Edelman's had nine seconds to cross three different zones to get into the one that was open, and he's wide open when the ball gets there kind of thing. That was so frustrating to watch yesterday. And then finally, I never thought I'd say this, but bear up to uh, Kevin White. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he only made two catches. They were the first two catches of the season. And he was damn near the hero yesterday uh, in that football game, which ironically would have been his first real touchdown uh, as a professional. We know he scored a touchdown in the dress rehearsal game against Kansas City in the preseason. But this is the one that actually follows you on the stat sheet and goes down as the real thing. He just went up and and got the football and uh, damn near got himself in the end zone. But it's like he turned around and there were like three Patriots right there. And unfortunately, Kevin White didn't have anybody behind him that could have given him a push to shove him into the end zone, man. You know, so maybe I want to give a bear down to the lineman. I know I know you had like 50 yards to cover, but as soon as the ball was in the air, man, you should have been running down there. You know, you should have been running down there and, you know, just in case, just in case, run in there and, and blast Kevin White from behind, break his other shoulder blade and get him in the goddamn end zone so we can go to overtime. But you know an outstanding catch from kevin white it was nice to see him be able to make a play like that and honestly i hope it gets him on the field you know because if the reason i say that is that i know that josh bellamy is more so on on the on the on the on the active day roster more so because of his special teams than his receiving ability but he's still ahead of kevin white on the depth chart and the reason the only thing frustrating about that for me is that it's keeping Javon Wims on the inactive list and after what we saw from him in the preseason i'd much rather see Javon Wims on the field than Kevin White if Javon Wims is the guy that we're going to be investing our time in so i mean i i hope this performance that is as miniature as it was but impactful for Kevin White maybe turns some heads to give him some more chances uh, in the passing game I mean the only thing that got Kevin White on the field yesterday was Allen Robinson's uh, groin injury uh, flared up on him so he didn't play much in the second half so Kevin White was out there and um, you know I'm hoping that uh, for him that it will the, the you know we'll give him a chance to be out there a bit more and, and get some more chances you know we'll see what happens otherwise you know leave Kevin White out of it get Javon Wims in there and let's see what the kid can do you know I saw plenty from him in the preseason I want to see more and I get frustrated each week when I see Javon Williams' name on the inactive list. But Kevin White is, is on the active list, but not playing. So anyway. Great catch yesterday, Kev. Too bad that you came up short. And then finally, um a dual bear down to Pat O'Donnell and the special teams units in general. Uh, those two special teams killed us. That was the outcome of the football game. And, you know, Kevin, or, excuse me, Pat O'Donnell. It was dangerously close to getting a punt blocked earlier in the football game. There were two that the Patriots came really close to. And then in the third quarter, that's when uh, Bren Broniker got himself steamrolled by Dante Hightower, got the block about the punt blocked. And there was, like I said, a, a six man convoy ran into the end zone behind Kyle Van uh, untouched. There wasn't a bear in the neighborhood after the punt got blocked and they ran it in for a touchdown. So bear down to the special teams unit, bear down to pedal. Donnell. You'd think that you'd shorten up your steps after the Patriots seem to be getting there faster. Um, you know, it's like, I, I listened to the lockdown bears podcast this morning at work. And Lauren was saying that the amount of time that Pat O'Donnell was taking is about just as far as from the, from the time the ball reaches his hands to the time that he kicked the ball. Thank, you know, thank pro football focus for that random stat there. But, um, you know you would think that the with the way in which the the quickness that the patriots are getting there that he would shorten up his steps to get the ball out of there faster you know that that's what it required yesterday and he didn't do that he seemed like he took quite a few more steps than usual yesterday and that's what got the punt blocked and the next thing you know um, it's a deficit that we can't recover from so not happy about it so there you have it folks Bear Up, Bear Down for the week number seven review, and that's going to do it for this episode. We will be back on Thursday with Michael Nania from Gang Green Nation to help us preview Bears jets for week number eight, see if the Bears can't get back to their winning ways, see if we can't pick apart this rookie Sam Darnold and get ourselves back in the win column. So come back on Thursday for the week eight preview, and until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground.